In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas and let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! We know it can be scary to be a stock investor, especially when markets are as volatile as they've been over the past year. On today's show, let's get some perspective. Five bombshell truths about the market. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. Welcome in. It is the Get Ready for the Future show. Glad to have you along. Scott Inman, John Shrewsbury, Janet Walker. It's all about the markets today, and we get it, as we just said in that open. It can be scary to be invested in the stock market when things are as volatile as they have been. Downward we went in 2022. Off to a great start in 2023, or at least in January. Last two weeks have been rocky again, and it sways on a short-term basis with every little bit of economic data that comes out if you're not a subscriber to the fastest four minutes in finance let me ask you to do that because there is some great information week to week that we send out to people's email inboxes Uh, we want you to subscribe to that and get that for free it's four minutes or less always but in this week's fastest four we're going to give you a little bit of a tease on what we're talking about this week but we've seen a lot of economic data come out this week we've had inflation data come out earlier in the week retail sales data followed that but on tuesday the inflation was down year over year but not as much as investors had hoped it would be so the market went down <laughs> on wednesday retail so that was good news right inflation was down but, but the market the perceived market. it as bad news and then yes on wednesday retail sales up three percent shattering expectations the american consumer is still spending money that's great news but it was even worse for the market yeah because they it's all tied john as we've talked about week in and week out here on the show to this expectation that we need bad news so the fed will call off the dogs on the interest rate hikes well i and i'm glad to see that that you know there are ceos now coming out and agreeing with what we've said on this show for a long time and that is where is the recession? Yeah. There is no recession. Janet, I know that we have talked about this extensively, uh, about how we're going to allocate money for clients' accounts and what, whether we need to bail out of the market or, you know, on our, uh, you know, recommendations or anything of mm-hmm. that nature. And I think this has just proven what we've said for a long period of time, that sometimes what a good market needs is a good leaving alone. Yeah, and you're absolutely on point. I I had the opportunity to talk earlier this week with a gentleman who's been a a client of GenWealth for a long period of time, uh, but has only been retired about a year. And so there was this conversation about, well, we know what the market looked like last year, and uh, when are you going to update the plan so that we know what the the new ending balance is 25 years down the road, Mm -hmm. now 24 years down the road? And we had to talk through, and again, keep in mind, he's been here for years, so he understands the buckets and everything to a point, but, but it was a new revelation to understand we don't have to redo the the plan like right. at least not one year in and and we don't have to adjust any of these things because this was already built into the plan mm-hmm. we didn't have the specific label on exactly you know what was going to happen to cause the market to go down or anything like that or how much but we planned on that it's part of it when you build an all-weather portfolio 
you don't have to panic when there's a tornado watch. You know, right. you, you don't. And I think that's kind of what we, if you want to make analogies, that would be kind of what we've had as a tornado watch. And we know in Arkansas, you can have a tornado watch and there ain't an area tornado anywhere. You know? That's right. That, that happens. And so I, I want to pick up on some things, some news from some of the CEOs out there that mm-hmm. uh, they're coming around to this no recession idea. Goldman Sachs says now a better chance of a soft landing. Uh, the Bank of America CEO says companies are fine. Spending is strong. Uh, there's another CEO that says no landing scenario now, meaning that the economy doesn't have to land. Everything is good. Uh, Harker of the Philly Fed says odds are improving for a soft landing. Starbucks and and a couple of others. No recession and higher income shoppers are spending more. Mm. I don't know. You know, I'm reminded there was used to be a senator from South Carolina. His name was Fritz Hollings. You remember him? I do not. You do not remember him. <laughs> oh, he looked like Foghorn Leghorn. You know, oh, he, the white hair, you know, the, the seersucker suit. And I just vividly remember there is this video of this guy on the floor of the Senate going, there's too much consuming going on around here. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean there's too much consuming going on around here? That, that's actually a good thing. That's how the economy actually runs. So I'll leave it to you to figure out which party he was in. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, eventually we know there's going to be a recession around the corner somewhere. Right. It right? happens. It, it happens. It's part of the market cycle. So today's show, we're going to talk a little bit more about the bigger perspective here because the current events are always going to drive the fear. And as we mentioned, we know, we understand it can be scary to be an investor in the stock market right now. Do want to kind of finish my uh, talk about the fastest four. I didn't tell you how to get it if you're not a part of it. You can text the word FAST to 501-381-5228. Again, just text to that number, 501-381-5228, the word FAST, and get signed up. We're not going to sell you anything. We're just going to send you a video to your email inbox once a week. You can watch it. You cannot watch it. But it's always about what's going on in the marketing and, and hopefully offering a better perspective than what you get when you get the headlines, because that's really what we're talking about today. So the five bombshell truths about the market. Let's start with some de- with some uh, some percentages here. About 61% of adults say they find investing in the stock market scary or intimidating, according to to Ally Invest. And of course, it always matters when they take these surveys, right? I'm sure it's probably down when things are better. This trend getting worse, though, with younger generations. And this is important to really address in our show today. Millennials feel significantly more intimidated than baby boomers or generation Xers. That's interesting because they haven't been through as long of a time span, really, is what this amounts to. So our top our number one bombshell truth about the market over the long term the stock market is batting 1000 and there is no historical event it has not overcome now that's not a guarantee that it won't in the future but if you look at history there is no historical event that the market hasn't got gotten through and you go out 10 years guys and you see that history shows the threat of a negative return on a 10-year rolling basis. So that's basically section off any 10-year time frame according to the S&P 500. And that's not the entire market, but that's the broad base index that we use uh, when we look at these things. There is less than a 6% chance of a negative 10-year rolling return. And if you go out farther than that, it's even better. Yeah, I want to take a look at a chart that we've got here because I think this is the essence of 
investing here at GenWealth. So this chart basically shows you over holding periods in terms of years and across the screen, if you're listening on radio, there's a, a list of one through 15 across uh, the screen, but it shows you what the percentage uh, or the odds are of making money over different time periods. So for example, in the market, you're going to make money on average about 74% of the time if you look in one-year time periods. If you go out five years, you're going to make money about 83% of the time. If you go out 10 years, it's about 93% of the time. But Janet, if you go out 15 years, history shows us that since 1950, 100% of the 15-year periods since 1950, so in other words, from 1950 to 1965, 1951 to 1966, going on and on and on like that, there has never been a time that you've held money in the S&P 500 that you've lost money. And that is the essence of how we invest money here at GenWealth. That is one very important aspect, but I think another important aspect for people to understand when you're investing, the uh, piece of investments, if you will, the market that you hear the most about is the S&P 500. So when you hear about the market and it sounds singular, like it includes everything, they're talking about the S&P 500 more times than not. And those are the statistics that we just put up and shared with you. My question is, what's your market? Where are your investments? And guys, even for for our uh, team, uh, you know, the advisors as they're putting together a plan for uh, a, a client, there is in most of them a degree of exposure to the S and P five hundred. But our clients are not quote unquote invested in the S and P five hundred. It's not like a hundred percent of anybody's assets are reflective of that market. So when you hear the market's down. Okay, but what about your investments? How are your investments holding on? And then we go back to the portion that is exposed to the degree of volatility that we see in the S&P 500 in those shorter terms. We don't need that money for another 15 or 20 years. So we're buying time to make that be okay before we get to it. A cynical person could say that an investment advisor is just doing guesswork. But what you see from this chart and what we're telling you today on the show is that when we invest your money, we are investing using principles that we have learned to be true over time. Let's go back to that chart for just a second if we can. Uh, If you take a look at that chart, there is not a 15-year period of time that the market has given us anything but 100% return based on, on these numbers. So when we allocate equities to someone's ready-to-retire process and their, their whole strategy of investing, then the equities are going to go and be used 15 years down the road. We're going to do something different in that and something more conservative in the uh, years one through 15, but we're going to put the equities where they have all the cards, so to speak, stacked in their favor. We know that this is not a guarantee of future results, but we also know that it is very indicative of the behavior of the market. And if I'm going to do anything, then I'm going to rely on how something has behaved over a long-term period of time. And Scott, I think that is the essence of what we 
do here at GenWealth. We're not guessing. We're really applying some tried and true principles of, of personal finance to try to enable you to get to a spot of financial independence. Well, you think about what an investor has been fearful about. It's the terminology that's out there, like recession. We spent a little mm-hmm. time talking about that at the top of the show. Is there going to be a recession? And then you link that to a bear market. They hear that word too, and that's a frightening thing. And we've been in a bear market. That happened in 2022. And that's, of course, when uh, the market comes down at least 20% off its highs. But that happens, and I think to kind of bring a little bit more perspective to that graph we showed you, stocks do lose a, a lot on a, in an average bear market, on average about 36%. But by contrast, they gain on average about 114% during a bull market. And the, the point here is, is we're usually in a bull market a lot longer then we're in a bear market. Yeah. The economy expands more than it contracts. It does. And and clearly, you want to be in a situation where you can overcome inflation. We got a real reminder about what inflation is and how it, hap- how it works when we uh, came out of COVID and the stock market inflated, then everything else inflated. And, right. and we realized, okay, we've got to do something about this in terms of how we're provisioning income for ourselves because we need more income to keep up with inflation. Well, there's only two asset classes that have traditionally, historically outperformed inflation. They are equities and they are and, and real estate. And so if you don't allocate to equities and real estate, then you're going to be in an inflation pickle at some point in time down the road in your retirement. If you do allocate to those things, you are going to have some volatility. Real estate is, it goes up and down in terms of value. So does the stock market. You don't have a mechanism tracking the value of real estate on a minute-by-minute basis. If you did, you'd probably be scared to death by that. Yeah. You know? And so those are long-term investments. So if you use a long-term investment in a long-term scenario, then you are really doing what we call stacking the cards in your favor. I want to circle back to what Scott was saying about the amount of time that we are in a bear market compared to the amount of time that we're in a bull market. The average length of a bear market is 289 days, so 9.6 months. Let's just call it 10 months. It's a little bit under 10 months. That is significantly shorter than the average length of a bull market, which is 991 days or 2.7 years. Mm. So we get under 10 months of eh, not so good, okay? But then 2.7 years of positive. But we, you know, think about guys when you're when you're listening to the news, whatever, yeah. it, bad news sells. And also the emotion of you can receive good news or receive bad news, which one gets your attention more, the emotion as an investor, you're more focused on that bear market. And guys, it gets real personal real fast when somebody's looking at their personal portfolio and they see the downturn, but they're looking at it in that short little window of time. John likes to talk about looking through the knot hole in the fence. You know, you can't see the whole backyard that's next door to you. You can only see what you can see through that little knot hole and you're only seeing this short-term bear market, you're not seeing the full length of a, of a bull market that is measurably longer. Okay. I'm going to uh, put everybody on the spot here for just a second. Scott, <clears throat> truthfully, have you ever used something other than a hammer to drive a nail? Mm. Like maybe the heel of your shoe or 
uh, the, a wrench or something like that. Ever been in that situation? Only if I couldn't get it done with a hammer and bend it, you know, then then I can think maybe I tried to straighten it out and hit it with something else. But not likely. No, I can't think of a time where I have hit anything, well, hit okay. a nail with other anything other than a then, hammer. Then you're a bad example. <laughs> I, I've done this. Okay, I, I'll admit. And Janet, I know her raising I, and everything. Yeah, I, 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 my granddaddy would have beaten me. <laughs> yes. But I have on occasion taken like a, a crescent wrench or something like that and hammered a nail because I didn't have a hammer handy. Now that's where you get in trouble because all of a sudden you miss the nail and the crescent wrench goes through the wall and you know (laughs) all that type of thing. Do you have video of this incident? No I don't but but that's beside the point. Here's my point. You get in trouble when you use the wrong tool in the wrong situation and equities that are used in a short-term investment situation. Yeah that's where you mess up. Yeah. And and because of the volatility of equity, 74% of the time you're going to get a positive return. But what that means is that 26%, uh, get it out percent. of that, percent of the time, you're going to get a negative return. And it, it's going to happen about the time that you need that money that you invested in equities. That's a principle that we avoid here at GenWealth. Guys, I'll tell you the group that I get most concerned about when we are in a bear market, when things are kind of ugly in, in the market, so to speak. Um, that is the group that is within five to 10 years of retirement. We, we call that the retirement red zone. And many times the majority of their assets that they're going to need to utilize for their retirement income are inside their 401k or whatever type of corporate retirement plan they have. And if they're not getting help on how to allocate that, we've talked about how to segment those assets. So you're not all in in S&P 500 or something comparable to that because if you're if you're all in on the roller coaster and you're close what happens if you retire in one of those short bear markets that does matter so you've got to be able to work with somebody along the way and have some coaching so that you're not all in on the roller coaster a degree of the roller coaster is okay but not all the way. Well, here's what will happen with those folks that are in that retirement red zone. They're, let's, let's call it 60 years old, and you have a bear market roll around, and they watch their assets go down, mm-hmm. and they go, oh, my, mm-hmm. I need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. Let me go to cash. And they swoop, they're over in cash, and then they're scared because... I don't know what's going to happen. And my time horizon to retirement is very short. Right. And so they miss the run up that happens, you know, right after the the bear market. They, they miss the rebound. And so they have basically created a self-fulfilling prophecy. I, you took the words right out of my mouth on a self-fulfilling prophecy. Guys, we have another chart in here uh, talking about exactly that when going to cash. Um, when you When you go to cash... And you you should have had uh, you know that exposure to the investments. Go ahead, John. You yeah, I was going to, to say, I was going to say we uh, just quickly had, yeah, had another chart up first. So uh, if we can go to that uh, going to cash chart. So uh, so when you go to cash, when you should have stayed invested, it impacts the return that you should have had. We've got the chart up there now. We went so, out of order in, in, yeah, in fairness to the producing yeah, staff. Yeah, we did. <laughs> so, so if we're looking at a 20-year time period from 1999 to 2018, 20-year time period, if you stayed invested, the average return is 5.6%. But if you missed not 100 days, not 200 days, if you missed 
the 10 best days in that 20-year period, it goes from 5.6 to 2%. Let me tell you how that plays out. I'm going to wait till things get better before I move yep, back in. Exactly. And that's what that's what happens when you miss those 10 or 20 best days. And when you get into missing the 20 best days, you're slipping into negative returns. And so, John, as you said, it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that, okay, I'm scared about what's going on, and so I'm going to move to cash, and I'm going to sit here in cash and let this thing ride out. But that is really not what you need to do. And and that is why a behavioral coach, as we often wind up being as financial advisors, that is why they can really help you through this process. Uh, and you think about it too, guys, some of those best days happen in bad times. Yes. Like, yes. Even, like you take 2022, there were some days, not many of them, but there were some days that the market was up huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely was. So Scott, to get us back on track, we, we were talking here really about short-term things, but and things can get really sketchy in the short-term. Yep. It's very hard to know what's going to happen in a short-term time period in the market. Yep. And so clearly, you got to be in a situation where you stay away from speculation, and you uh, basically gravitate to time-tested principles that you can use to utilize the market to fund your financial independence. And what you mentioned earlier about investors who are closing in on retirement, and when the bear market hits, they pull everything out of their uh, equity investments in their 401ks or wherever they are and put it into cash. That's not hyperbole. We've seen that. We've seen people come in to us before they have the plan during a bad time, and that's what they've done. And when you consider that chart that we put up there about missing the best days, that's not the way to approach it. And I think it's also the bigger perspective here when you think about it is you have to look at your retirement as not the finish line, but rather just a yield sign. So it's not that because the the mindset there is, and we've heard it verbalized this exact same way, is I don't have time to make this up. And that's what drives Mm -hmm. people to cash. But actually you do if you stay invested with a portion of your retirement portfolio. Yeah, if you're planning on living a normal lifetime, you you probably have a lot of time for you to make that up. Uh, even if you're 60 years old, you have time to make that up. Now, you don't have time to make it up for your entire portfolio, but you do have time to make it up for that long-term money that you can use in a bucketing strategy. Guys, speaking of having time, I met this week with uh, one of our clients who just turned 90 and great health and just had his 90th birthday party and at in our meeting we talked about his 100th birthday party and when i when i first met him he said his goal was to make it to 100 he has now adjusted that and and he's he's now giving years you know (laughs) farther out past that so realistically speaking when you get to the point of retirement as you guys have said the the time horizon that you have for some of those dollars is farther down the road it's not right now immediately in the first year of retirement five bombshell truths about the market we've gone over several let me go ahead and lay them out for you number one was over the long term the stock market is batting 1000 there is no historical event it has not overcome not a guarantee of future results but a historical track record is perfect for the s p 500 over a long period of time Number two, the second bombshell truth that things get tough to guess. John mentioned to it when you start trying to figure out how to trade, how to time, how to anticipate. You know, the other part of that, too, is and we've talked about it on this show before, that if we do go into a recession in 2023, the likelihood that the market comes out of the bear market prior to the end of the recession, statistically speaking, is pretty good. So how do you know 
how to time that. How do you know when the market's going to turn around? Because it's likely going to happen before the overall economy turns around. We talked about bear markets, and they suck. That's a bombshell. I don't know if that's a bombshell to anybody that bear markets suck. We're living that. We know that. But the bombshell part of that is is they are traditionally or they are statistically very short. Janet mentioned the average length of a bear market is 289 days or about 9.6 months. That's significantly shorter than the average length of a bull, which is 991 days or 2.7 years, according to Hartford funds let's put up another graphic as we get into number four there will always be something to agonize over that's a bombshell truth of the market this is not a first time for us in 2022 dealing with high inflation dealing with rising interest rates dealing with the worries of covid if you think about and we're going to go to that one we used a couple of times back before that sean if we could pull the one before there uh, you there go. that's the one we want to be on the truth is if you're on uh an emotional roller coaster, or if you're emotional as an investor, there's always a reason not to invest. Now, look at this uh, graphic here. This chart, well, well, the chart is actually behind the graphic. You'll see the trend line of the S&P 500. And let me mention to you, if you're listening on radio uh, and you can't see these, you can always search Genwell Financial Advisors on YouTube or on Facebook and get the video version, even if you don't catch it on the live version or live stream, you can catch it after the fact on YouTube or Facebook. And there is also a link to the graphs on our podcast version. So let's take a look now at these reasons not to invest. That top one there is 1999. And remember the Y2K scare? Remember that, that the computers were just uh, going to reset? And, all going to die. And we're all going to, yeah, the, the, everything's going to shut down. The electrical grid, everything. That, of course, turned out not to be uh, a scare at all. But if you were frightened there and said, boy, things are going to change there. And every, every, there were a lot of people who thought that things were going to change permanently in American life. Look at the yeah. cumulative return since then. 467% since Y2K. And then you just go down the other, you can go down the list there as you want but you think about all the problems we've had but there's never been a historical event that the market hasn't gotten through look i get it i understand you are sitting there you're being told the world is ending from a financial standpoint or the equivalent thereof your whole financial future is at stake and we clearly understand the emotion of this but, you know, when you said bear markets suck, I thought, you know, suck is kind of a, a, a state of mind. It, it, it really is. It, yeah. is. it is one of those things that, that if you think about what you're doing in the moment, yes, it could suck. But mm-hmm. longer term, as you draw this out, you really see that things do work out. I, I was noticing several events in here, and I'm the old guy in the room, so I can really relate to uh, going back as far as like 2004 when the uh, tsunami hit in Asia mm-hmm. and what have you. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, how devastating that was yeah. and how I wasn't sure how that was going to affect the economy and everything and, and uh, being concerned about it. Yes, I get it, but I, I didn't have all of my financial future riding on the economy at that particular moment. So I want to validate feelings of, of man, I'm scared or I'm, I'm, I'm concerned. But here's what I have come to know over the years. As I have grown as an individual, I have always looked to people who have, as I like to say, been there and done that and gotten some experience from them and some education from them. So 
what do we do in this case? We look at situations where we've been there and done that. Right. And clearly, you have to think about things in a different way rather than in the moment. And Janet, we are swimming upstream because the world tries to live in the moment and tries to make you live in the moment. You know, if you if you go to a nice restaurant, they'll have a on the menu, it might say soup du jour, the soup of the day. What we've talked about on this <laughs> many times is the crisis du jour. Yes. There, there will always be a crisis. And if you choose to focus on it, then okay, that's how it's there. It is going to have an impact on you. But if we think about, you know, just pick one of these some of these things like john you mentioned the tsunami um it it didn't have an impact for most of us on the people we knew personally that we felt it for people halfway around the world but it didn't impact people we knew personally you go to the next year though and it was hurricane katrina and there were people in in Bryant, Arkansas, we did an event for Gen Wealth that year uh, to feed people who were coming up from Hurricane Katrina. That felt very close and very personal. Yes, yes. And, and so I, I get it, whether it's something halfway around the world or something close by, you see and you many times feel that emotion of it. But responding inside of your investments is different than responding as a human and going, okay, well, let's feed some of these people who are here. That's fine. There is a crisis. It's very real. But how do you respond or maybe do you just not respond as far as your investments are concerned? Our final bombshell truth about the market, and it's the biggest one of all, no one really knows what the market's going to do. Now, let me take a moment to define that a little bit, because that may seemingly fly in the face of everything we've just been talking about, right? But it's the difference between looking at a track record, the evidence, versus a forecast right. or a prediction. That's the part that you really don't put much stock in. You know, you think about it, and I've said this in client meeting rooms, that you know, I, no, uh, no disrespect to economists who are out there. I think they're in great, intelligent human beings, but economists are kind of like meteorologists. <laughs> They're wrong half the time, right? <laughs> but they'll keep their job because, I mean, I'm not saying that they don't have the right data in front of them. They're not, they're not smart, but it's just hard to predict what's going to happen in the market. If you take a look at just a few of the year-end predictions at the end of 2021 that were made about 2022, Barclays, the S&P was going to end the year at 4,800. Bank of America, 4,600. Uh, BMO at 5,300. You can look at the uh, the dates. I don't think they're on that graphic, but the dates that these predictions were made, they were all late 2021. Go on down the list. Some are over 5,000. Most are over 5,000. Morgan Stanley's Michael Wilson was one of the lower ones at 4,400. The reality, though, is the S&P 500 ended 2022 at 3,839.5. You see that on the uh, gold line at the end of that graph. The bottom line is everybody was wrong. Guys, if if you're playing the prices right, where you have to get as close as you possibly can without going over, every single one of them yeah. lost. Yep. And you yeah. hear that sounder that goes, wah, wah. Yeah. Right. And, and no, we don't know from one month to the next or really one year to the next what the market is going to do. But we can get very, very specific on how the market has behaved the longer you draw out the time frame. And we know, again, going back to that chart that we looked at a little bit ago, 
15 years is kind of the magic number of having almost a 100% track record of the market performing positive all the time. And so clearly, when you think about your investments, if you're sitting at 60 years old today, are you going to be around at 75? Probably so. Do you hope to be around at 75? Are you going to plan to be around at 75? Probably so. Here's the other question. Are you going to need more income it at 75 than you do right now at 60 because of inflation? Absolutely so. So you've got to have a way of outpacing inflation and equities give you that opportunity to do that. I think when you understand that that some of this is really hyperbole and guesswork and speculation and people, you know, having something to do in terms of right. talking about this on the radio or on the TV or whatever the case may be as far as what they think the market's going to do going forward, what is your portfolio positioned to do for you? over your lifetime, that is the thing that you really ought to pay attention to. I think it's really important to know that you have a strategy-based plan as you prepare to go into retirement and then certainly to carry you through retirement. Because regardless of whether these predictors had been right or wrong, whether the market in any given year is positive or negative, if you have a strategy-based plan, your plan is able to go, okay, this is what we got. We got positives. Let's roll on. We got negatives. Let's roll on because the plan is built to accommodate really either direction that we get in any given year. Because as we've said here today, nobody can predict where we're going to be. Perfect. Boy, Thank you could you. not have done that any better. That, Thank you. Ooh, check that out. <laughs> Man. That's the final bell, which means it's time for our final thoughts on today's show. And Janet, we'll start with you. Just to recap on the five bombshell truths about the market, stock market is batting a thousand in the long term. So have some faith in that. Things get tough to predict in the short term. Bear markets suck. There will always be something to agonize over, and no one really knows what's going to happen. So I've given you the five bombshells, and that just sounds like full of joy. Um, (laughs) So the flip side of that, those are all some negative thoughts. The flip side of that is if you work through your plan, if you get a strategy-based plan and implement it, none of this stuff has to matter for you. I think you've got to get the big decisions right. And I think a big decision is whether you're going to be in equities or not. Look, a, a bear market is a temporary condition. Inflation is permanent. We, in this country at least, don't see inflation ever going down. We see inflation varying, but it's always moving up. It's kind of like a man walking up a, a, a staircase but he's playing with a yo-yo. Inflation is up and down and up and down, but it is always trending upward. Your income has to trend upward as well. So don't put yourself in a bad position by making a permanent decision about a temporary event. I'll go back with my final thought to that strategy-based plan. You can begin the conversation. This is not the complete plan, but if you want to find out if your current strategy has any chance to succeed, you can visit 15minuteretirement.com. That's the number one, the number five, then spell out minuteretirement.com to just get a taste of what your current strategy could possibly do, or just text the word CHECKUP to 501-381-5228. 
And we're out of time for today's Get Ready for the Future show. Five bombshell truths about the market. Hopefully we gave you some good long-term perspective to have about the stock market. And we'll see you again next time. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 866-653-PLAN. That's 866-653-7526. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment and no strategy can assure success. Securities offered through LPL Financial. Member FINRA SIPC. Investment advice offered through Independent Advisor Alliance. Independent Advisor Alliance and GenWealth Financial Advisors are separate entities from LPL Financial.